Hey, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Slizzy, coming to you with another State of the New York Knicks podcast. Shout-outs to my podcast co-host from Down Under, Mr. Mitchell. I appreciate everybody that be tuning in. I appreciate Nick Nation. Um, Real quick, I just want to say rest in peace, George Floyd, man who was murdered in Minnesota um, a couple days ago. I wish it didn't have to come to people rioting or looting places of large companies, but um, something must be done. Um, this country that says they want freedom <laughs> needs to show it. But, you know, I appreciate everybody, man. But sleep in peace, George Floyd. Um, I hope you and your family gets gets the justice that they deserve. But this episode, episode 93, was me, and I was featured on... Um, a new podcast, you know, a, a guy who's running his own podcast now, and it's called Bleed Orange and Blue Podcast, and let's get right into it, man. I appreciate this guy, you know, allowing me to join him on his podcast. So, let's tune in. Nick Nation, salute to y'all. So what's going on? How you doing, man? What's up? What's up, man? What's up? First time on the show, man. What's up, man? How you What's good? How's quarantine uh, treating you right now? Well, um, it feels like I've been in jail for about two months now. (laughs) Um, Long lines everywhere at the supermarket. Yeah, Uh, get public transportation is crazy. Uh, Yeah, it's it's been tough, man. No sports been been really killing me, man. I can't watch basketball but i'm good though because i don't want to watch julius randall's again to a triple team so <laughs> yeah for you right <laughs> that man no. oh man yeah I'm, I'm i think we all needed a little two months of not watching that for a bit i'm with you on that one i was a little disappointed actually because i was actually a little happy when we first signed them but you know it is what it is I- I, it's funny because I was too. I, I I recorded a whole podcast. Me and my podcast calls, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Mitchell, shout out to you, brother. But you know, we recorded a whole podcast. How we grade? We graded it a B plus. <laughs> okay, <laughs> check you out now. You don't even like him, right? Oh my god, I I want this man on the team. I, this man has had one of the most inefficient seasons shooting 15 or plus shots per game. Meaning like he'll get the ball and shoot under 30% from three and he's yeah. launching 200 plus three. Like what is going on here? I, I can't watch it. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand what you mean. I, I was, I was hype about him mostly because, well not hype, but you know, I, I was, I was supporting the the signing because I thought, all right, he had a good season with New Orleans. He was very efficient. His three point shooting didn't look great, but it was you know it was league average about thirty four percent. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I could get behind this. I think if he had a slightly bigger role, maybe he could be that twenty point scorer we needed. And don't get me wrong, I do think that like his numbers. If you look at just strictly numbers, no context, just his numbers, they look okay. You know, he was averaging, how much was he averaging? I think, like, 19 points. Nine, 19 and 9. Yeah, something like that. So, it's, I mean, 
I guess this is not terrible, but he's it, he was just a bad fit overall for the team. He he's what I call he he's what I call. This is why I hate box stats. Like I hate overall box scores. Like I hate when a player averages like twenty seven points. Like I don't care. Like in today's NBA, the offense is so overblown, and you know you can't touch nobody. You can barely play defense. So, cool. I mean, you could average 28 points like Trey Young, like Devin Booker, but can you win 30 games? I mean, can you rebound? Can you defend? Can you play make? Can you make others better? So, this is why I don't really, you know, take people serious when they, when they, when they look at box scores. Julius, like I just said to you, Julius just had the most inefficient season in the past decade shooting 15 plus shots or more it's it's really bad when your number one option is a black hole or offense yeah and he's averaging three plus turnovers per game so it's I think oh, I, I, I feel ahead. like it was a bad situation for both like for us and for him because I, well, I mean obviously the money was there for him right he got a pretty good contract and the Knicks wanted that, like, go-to scorer or something, you know, to have a player that they could go to. But he's not a he's not a number one option at all. He's, I say, for me, I think he's like a six man on a really good team or something like that. Because you need to use him in bunches. You you can't make him your first option, which we did, and that's mm-hmm. why he looked so terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I believe. <laughs> No disrespect to Julius Randle, but I believe he's a fifth option on the championship team. And you put him in the Montrez Harrell role, and he's gonna flourish. But he can't be the guy. No. Nah. Yeah. He can't be. He can't be a first option, a second option, or a third option. I don't even think he's efficient enough to be the fourth option on the championship roster. That's just me. But you talk. We talking about Julius Randle. His his, what what I'm going to say, his teammate, number one guy, Alfred Payton. Oh, my goodness, man. I, I can't watch another season. Anymore. I don't. Yeah. When you make 14 threes in 60, 60 plus games, like, dude, 20% from three, like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, he, like, he was a horrific three-point shooter. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I was going to say he shot horrific from the three-point line, but he's another guy. Empty box scores. He averages seven assists, but he passes the Julius Randle 29% of the time. And don't get me wrong. He's a good, he's a good backup point guard. He's a backup point guard in this league, but that backup, that back, that backup point guard spot for me is already sold up. Like, give that to Frank Melikina. Let him be the backup point guard. I need somebody to play some type of defense. I, I just cannot be having Trey Young in the future run a bucket in guard. <laughs> yeah, man. That that, that kind of leads us to just talking about the youth movement over here in New York. Um, I do think that we we kind of like when Steve Mills and Scott Perry were here, they try to sell us on this vision of movement <laughs> and try to tell us like, oh, we're fully going to rebuild. And then they go out there and sign these veteran guys. 
And I don't know, like these guys just weren't a good fit at all for the for the youth players, you know, the the, the young guys that we have. Um, so what are your thoughts on like what we should do to actually get the team or the young guys going and how to get the best out of them? So for me, I could be objective to my per my own personal feelings. Cause if you just want me to just my feelings exactly is man, play them kids, man. I I don't want to see nobody above 30 on ball. Wait, <laughs> move push all of them dudes on ball. Like if you for me, just play the kids, give Knox 25 plus minutes a night. After they traded Mook Morris, Knox minutes actually went down. I think he averaged 15.1 minutes per game. And they went down after they traded Morris. And I was expecting to see him start. But, you know, I was watching Reggie Bullock, Mo Harkless. You know, Mo Harkless want to shoot 27% from three. But, you know, play the kids. Or you could it, – it's either, it, first, it depends on the lottery pick. Where is our lottery pick? That's the first thing. Then when we know where we're picking in the lottery, then I should know what direction we're going in. If we get LaMelo, then I already know, all right, they're going to have to go into a full youth rebuild and sign some dead-eye shooters. Even if you got to overpay for dead-eye shooters like Bertans, uh, Joe Harris, even if you got to overpay them, Overpaid him, guys. That that we gotta get some shooters on this team. So, you know, put all the young guys on ball. Let get R.J. Barrett, you know, eighteen shots a game. Um, let Knox start. Draft the rookie point guard. Let him go. It now as far as who we draft, if we draft Lamelo, let him start. If we draft Killian Hayes. We draft Cole Anthony, even though I don't like the two. Both of them got their own deficiencies. You don't like Killian Hayes? I don't really like Killian Hayes. What? Nah. I, I don't I really like Killian Hayes. The man he's, my second, he's my second he, point guard behind. He can't uh, go uh, right. He he can't go right. That like he can't go right. And I don't know if he if his passion is like a natural ability because he played in the system. So it's designed for him to do – like, if you do a pick and roll, it's designed for him to make that pass. Right. I don't know if that's natural ability. So I don't know if he can really make guys better. But the shooting numbers is there. Don't get me wrong. The kid can shoot. The kid got a laser step-back jumper. Um, His pull-up jumper numbers is kind of bad. But, you know, he's still second on my board, too. I mean, hey, I don't give a damn who we draft, bro. Whoever we draft, I'm taking them. I'm going to defend them. I don't care about their deficiencies before they got here. You know, yeah. or, or you could go into another route, which me and you was talking about. And me and you clearly is different on this segment. Mm-hmm. You could get Chris Paul. And I think the thing about ahead. Chris Paul is mm-hmm. you get a guy like Chris Paul, you – all right, so, like, when I first heard heard about that, you know, like, the first time it came up, even as a rumor, like, that the Knicks might be interested in trading for Chris Paul. At first thought, I was like, 
I, I, I was, I thought the same way you did. I was like, oh, come on, man. He's 35. He's going to make about 40 million a year. Um, but then when you think about it, would you rather have like another, like, would you rather have another backup point guard, like an Alfred Payton for us to sign another Alfred Payton or for us to get a, jo- a floor general like Chris Paul? Like this next team, especially the young guys, they you can clearly see it when they play. They need like that, that motivation. They need someone that, that they think, you know, that's going to bring the best out of their games. And I don't think, Alfred Payton is that, you know, but when you get Chris Paul, you know, you're getting that player on the team and you need a leader. You need that general. So uh, for me, at least I I do think that it wouldn't be a bad trade for us to go out and get him, Um, especially with like how they're saying that the salary cap might go down. I do think that it even benefits us more. I don't think we're going to have to give up an arm and a leg or, you know, just some crazy deal that we're going to hate. I think I think it'll be a great move for us, honestly. Now, a couple things that um that I fear about trading for Chris Paul. One, I fear that we'll trade for him and he get hurt early in the season, and it's like we traded for him, and now we got forty four million in dead cap space, just sitting on the bench for about two three months because his goddamn hamstring gave out. God forbid, knock on wood. But, you know, the injury thing. The second thing, if we draft a mellow ball, I can already hear LaVar ball in my ear. I can hear him right now. Right now. Talking to some New York tabloid <laughs> saying, yes, my son is going to be the starting point guard for the New York Knicks. I can, I can hear it. I know, I know people who's listening can hear it. I know everybody can hear it. That man is not allowing his son to be pushed off ball, right? To be play play that shooting guard. And I don't right. believe RJ Barrett is a small forward, but that's a conversation for another day because I believe he's just too small. But I don't believe pushing him off ball and you bringing in another ball dominant guy. So now it's like I can't even see RJ Barrett really take the offense because now we got Chris Paul and we're going to have to cater to Chris Paul. And I get what you're saying. The mentorship, we're going to need that. We're going to need a floor general. I get what you're saying. But the LaVar back, the LaVar ball factor is a big factor. That I was listening to a podcast, bro. Yeah. And, 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 and as soon as I heard this, I said, oh, yeah. People might as well get Chris Paul out their brain if we draft LaMelo Ball. I was listening to a podcast, and LaVar Ball was on it. And, yeah, I'm going to send you this podcast when we're done recording this. All right, cool. So, LaVar Ball said words from his mouth. He went to Alvin Gentry, the coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, and said, my son is not a role player. You need to start my son. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, do you want LeVar Bull to go to Mark Berman or one of these dudes and tell them why the Knicks need to trade for Chris Paul just to move? But I, I don't need that, brother. I, I don't need that, brother. And for me, can I see my 6'8 point guard 
with R.J. Barrett in the backcourt, please? Like, like th- that's all I'm asking. Hey, can I see that, please, for once? Not bringing Moutier, Trey Burke, Jared Jack. Uh, who else played yeah, on? Who, who, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I think, look, here's just me. The upside on the mellow ball right now is I think he has a really high upside, right? Mm-hmm. I would take all that with LeVar Ball, the whole package, everything, just because we've been the, – the Knicks have been, like, craving, starving for anything, really. For It's been a long time. Um, I think – I don't know, man. Like, he doesn't really say anything crazy, though. Like, Or do you think he says a lot of, like, crazy things to, to the nah. man? Do you think Lonzo Ball is a role player? I, I actually believe Lonzo could – I think he got like one or two all-star appearances in his career. I believe he's going to have a productive career, though. Mm-hmm. He he ain't no scrub, and he's one of the top ten point guard defenders in the league. And he unlocks Zion Williamson's game. So I have no issue with Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo Ball shoots above 35% from three. People, people was – I remember that, – no, That's why – that's you know one of crazy? the main reasons that, – my fault. That's, that's one of the main reasons mm-hmm. why I, I'm not scared at all about no. LaMelo uh, Ball's percentages. Like, people like to point out his three-point percentage and just how inefficient he was. And they try to say, oh, he was inefficient out in Australia – How's he going to be in the NBA? I, I'm not worried about that, man. We saw it with Lonzo. Lonzo struggled maybe that first year. But look at this year. He, he, was, he was putting up some good numbers, you know? And he, he, he had a good streak of games. I'm not worried about that, honestly. Yeah, Lonzo. I, I love Lonzo's game, man. Lonzo, he don't shoot too much. Smart, IQ, get get the guy to basketball in spots where he need the ball. You know, like steady. He not gonna move too fast. Yeah. Not too slow. Like like, I do too, bro. I do too. That's that's what I see in LaMelo. But LaMelo is just so much more finesse. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that if if this is true, then I'm gonna say the Knicks gotta take this kid number one. If it comes out to him being 6'8", which I've been hearing and reading, if he's six eight, seven foot wingspan, and they yeah. said that he's about two hundred fifteen pounds, gotta take him number one, man. You you, you can't even forget the ball ball. Gotta take him number one. Well, so what happens if the Knicks, let's say we stay at six or seventh? Mm-hmm. How much are you willing to trade up, like, in order to secure? Um, we have we have a lot of picks that we could possibly deal with. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of rumors that DSJ is not going to stick around, probably. And he, Yeah, he need to go. He need to go. Yeah. To go. I mean, I don't know, man. Look, I'm willing to trade up for him. I just don't want the Knicks to get, you know, to give up way too much. Because, I mean, I hope they don't. I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. But we'll see about that. See, you know the NBA. We know the NBA lottery. I think we've both seen enough draft lotteries to know it's all about the money, right? Mm-hmm. So since it's all about the money and it's all about the story, right? Last year, Anthony Davis asked for a trade. Who gets the number one pick? The Pelican. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to give the Lakers the fourth pick so we can make sure that they can facil- facilitate that trade. 
And we're going to make sure we're going to keep fans in the seats in New Orleans. Understandable. Could be a conspiracy, you know. But I believe that if – all right. You want to know who I like at six or seven or, or, or say a scenario where we get Anthony Edwards? Because mm-hmm. that's who's second on my board if I'm the Knicks. I, I'll take Anthony Edwards because – as far as BPA is concerned, it don't history ain't on his side. Ask the Trailblazers how they feel about BPA. I mean, I mean, sheesh. You got Clyde Drexler. Why not drive Jordan? <laughs> I mean, right. I, I, I mean, if you got RJ Barrett, why not get Anthony Edwards? I mean, he's six five, two twenty, built like a tank. Hey, push push some shoot. Now, in that scenario, my brother, now we could talk Chris Paul. Because now I could I could see a vision where Randall gets removed. I, I just need him gone. Like any scenario we talk about, <laughs> I, just, Randall's just off. He's not in the lineup. He's not on the team. So you get Edwards. Maybe you start Knox at the four. Then you could put Knox. I mean, then you could put RJ at the three. Got Edwards at the two. Then I'm like, all right, now I can get Chris Paul. Frank, he can mentor Frank and give me some shoot. That's a great scenario. I can see that. All right. You just said that you would want Knox at the four. Now, I think that you and I have we're, – we're, we're kind of on the same page with Knox, except I think you have higher um, – how would I say – like you think he has a higher ceiling than what I think he has right now. And it's mostly just on what he's actually showed us in the past two years. And so I, I talked to you a little bit about this uh, pre-show, but mm-hmm. I do think that the Knicks have not handled him correctly because it's, it's almost insane to give the kid <laughs> in the year 40 his rookie year, you know? Like he was playing like 30-plus minutes per game. Having a blast. <laughs> he was having a blast. Yeah, he was. I mean, he, he gave us he gave us some good performances, and then, but then at, at the same time, you know, we saw like whatever. It was rookie stuff. We we saw, you know, the bad games, the good games, and then coming into this next season, I don't even know how many minutes he averaged, but it wasn't a lot. He, you know, he didn't he didn't play too much. I think that because he was playing so bad, I think what the Knicks should have done is. I don't see why they never sent him down to the G League. Like, you got to give the boy reps, you know, because if he's if he's playing just a little bit of minutes, he's never going to gain confidence. He's never going to get that shooting touch, which we saw mm-hmm. for, like, the first month of the season, you know? So mm-hmm. I do think that they just haven't handled him correctly. What do you think the Knicks need to do with Kevin Knox? Because I know that's your boy, and I know you, you're, you're a big Kevin Knox fan. Um, like... The reason why I'm so high on Kevin Knox is because when you look at the past decade and you look at all the championship teams, what do you see? You see great wings, like great wings. You don't – who wins the finals MVP for the past nine, ten years? Wings. I mean, one one big man, Dirk Nowitzki, in the past decade. So that – or that, and on top of – the college he came from, you know, Coach Cal, Coach 
Calipari already said to us before the draft, if you draft this man, you're going to have to wait three years. So off rip, right. I'm, I'm writing whatever, whatever he does these first two, first two years, I'm just seeing it in little specks and pieces. I seen him give Giannis 31 and seven his rookie season. Like I, I've seen it. I've seen the potential. Mm-hmm. So you look at his height, you look at his age, wingspan. He has it. You know, tool. it's all he there. He, he he got the tools. Matter of fact, look at Paul George. When he was twenty, I always say this. When he was twenty, the kid the kid was shooting twenty eight percent from three. Chris Middleton, he was butt cheeks his first two years from shooting <laughs> from three. I think he was shooting like twenty seven percent from mm-hmm. three. So give him time. I mean, he's a four or three. Give him yeah, time. I think. I think that's that's something also that a lot of Knicks fans don't remember, because when we drafted him, the main reason or like the main, you know, like the thing around uh, Kevin Knox was that he was a real raw player. He wasn't like uh, you know a player that was going to contribute right away. So, and how old is he? He's twenty, right? He just turned twenty. That man is twenty years old. Yeah, like he's tw- he just turned twenty. Like there's players in this draft that are older than him, you know. And it's just, I don't know, man. I I feel like they need to have a little bit more patience with him. It's I will say this though, it get it gets real ugly sometimes with some of his games, like his bad games. But he did he does show sometimes, you know, that he he can become a good player. His defense got a little better towards the end of the season. I think his like team defense and his consistency got a little bit better. But overall, for the, for the whole season, I, I I don't know, man. It was it was a nightmare season for him. But I I Bro. do I do hope that he he could come back and have a, a strong third year. I don't want the Knicks to just you know to just give up on him and trade him away how they do or how they have done oh in the past goodness. for all these other young guys. That's not what I want. But I don't know, man. We gotta wait and see. Bro, to you and to whoever's listening to this. Mm-hmm. who's riding off Kevin Knox. Give the kid some time, please. The man played with Bobby Portis the whole season, bro. Please don't say that name. Bro, bro. <laughs> let, 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 let me repeat that. He played with Bobby Portis the whole season. Bobby Portis don't make nobody better. He was shooting right. the ball every time he got the ball. And when he, when he did pass the ball a little bit, Kevin Knox was looking better. Right? Yeah. So that's one thing. The second thing, Dennis Smith Jr. Every time Dennis Smith Jr. came in the game with Kevin Knox, what was this man doing? He was dribbling the ball into, into, into hell. I don't know where the hell he was thinking when he was playing. I don't know what he was trying to do when he was running pick and rolls. Teams was going under the screen, daring him to shoot. He wasn't trying to shoot threes. He wasn't running plays. What, what, he does not need a point guard like that. Three. Alfred Payton, this man does not pass Kevin Knox. He doesn't pass Kevin Knox the ball. Then on top of that, at the start of the season, after Kevin Knox had a great summer league and had a pretty damn good preseason. I, I, I mean, he had a pretty good preseason. And he had a pretty good, like, what, first two, three weeks of first, the season? He was, uh, first well. two, three, yeah. he, was shooting, he was shooting well. You start Marcus Morris. A guy who was on a one-year contract over Kevin Knox. So what you basically did to Kevin Knox this season was what they did to Frank Nilakina last season. It, it, like, no, nah, they did this to Frank Nilakina 
his first season. <laughs> what? Jared started, Jack? Yeah, they started oh Jared Jack uh, ahead of him, right? His first season. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Like, Moody, I had to watch. Yo, I had to watch Moody. The, we the, was laughing. Commander. Oh, my. That, yo, oh, my God. Just thinking about that. Just give me nightmares, man. That, that shit is crazy, man. How they just disrespect lottery picks. You place your... Why would you no, draft right. dudes, get investments, and place them on the bench? Like, my God. You're trying to make the playoffs. This is why I love Leon Rose. This, I love this, man. He shuts the hell up and he does his job. This, that is what I need. I need a, a, a president who just shut the hell up, do your job. He hiring guys, boom, boom, boom. And, and the first thing I said months ago, bro, I said, Leon Rose, if you hire people and I don't know who the hell they from or I don't know their name, that's a great hire. <laughs> and so he he he's good with me. I don't think he will be trading any young guys because he did bring in Walt Perrin and you bring in a capologist knowing that the virus is gonna make the cap go down. So right. it will behoove you to keep your young guys and you know bring like make sure your investments look more attractive to other teams in the league, even if you wanted to trade them. So even if you wanted to trade Kevin Knox, per se, what the hell are you going to get? Nothing. He averaged six, seven damn points. What the hell are you going to get with Frank Nellicate? Don't try to trade garbage for, for treasure. Like, if you, like yeah. fans got to get that out there. So you, you, like, you like the Leon Rose hirings that he did right now? Yeah, love it. Love everything he's doing so far. He has no complaints from me. Uh, brother, I'm 30 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I've been watching the Knicks do dumb trades since I've been 10 years old, brother. Since I've been 10 years old, the Knicks have not re-signed a draft pick. We traded away Chris Dabbs Porzingis. The 7 foot 3 might be the first. <laughs> <laughs> He the better Frank be the first. The Frank Hive is happy. I'm happy, man. Yeah, I'm happy. So I love Frank Nellikina, man. I, his or, 20 and 10 game, man. I could watch, man. I could watch that every single time. Beautiful. I, I like players like that, bro. You yeah. play defense. You need players like that on the team. Any day, team, team, team. And when your number three overall draft pick and RJ Barrett says yes, I love Frank Nellikina. It would behoove you to pay him to break that Charlie War curse. Yeah, for real. So now when when we think about the team and the young guys, who do you think Leon Rose is going to hire or who who would you actually like for him to hire? What coach do you think is the right coach? Please don't say Mark Jackson. I don't want Mark Jackson either, brother. Um Yo, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I'd rather just keep Mike Miller because I can't even answer your question with a good answer. Okay. I don't want Tibbs. Why, I, why, I, why don't you want Tibbs? Like, you what know, is it about him that, that you don't want? Boom. I was listening to All the Smoke podcast last night, right? Mm-hmm. This is what made me just say hell no to Tibbs. I was listening to All the Smoke podcast last night, and Tracy McGrady was on, and – I didn't notice, but Tom Thibodeau was on 
Jeff Van Gundy's staff for the Houston Rockets when it was Yao Ming and T-Mac, right? So he said that Tom Thibodeau was putting Yao Ming through grueling practice sessions and wore his body down. So I'm like, I don't want Tom Thibodeau. Derrick Rose, Todd, nah, I'm good, bro. I, I'm Mark Jackson, no, I, I'm good on all those guys, bro. Give me Mike Miller, man. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the same boat as you. I try, I, well, mostly because we've seen a lot of, like, reports saying that Tibbs is probably, you know, like, the hot candidate for the job. But I try to see the good in maybe hiring him. But I ultimately usually come back to I'd rather just keep Mike Miller for another year. Um, do I think he's the answer as the coach? I don't think so. But mm. but he, he was coaching pretty well for the remainder of the year that he, you know, that he took over. He was doing pretty good. I think he had the team playing okay. He couldn't do too much about Julius Randle. You know, you can't <laughs> you can't stop the man. But he did he did all right. Yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't like what Fizdale was doing that he was trying to make him look like prime James Harden or something. Man, I hate Fizdale, man. Bring man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't forgive him for for what he did, but he just he basically just threw away the entire season. <laughs> Used car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he got the job. He must have been a great interviewer, or because, yeah, I don't know how they hired him over Budenholzer. Budenholzer would have been fired too. <laughs> you think so? No, I don't think so, man. Yes, bro. Yes. I think I think <laughs> the difference about it was Fizz never really had like an offensive system that he wanted to run. Defense was terrible. He had he had the guys switching on everything, and when you have guys like Bobby Portis switching on the guard, it's just oh my god. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I I think Mike Miller he did a good job. I I wouldn't mind keeping him. He brought the best out of a guy like Mitchell Robinson. Frank Nilakina was playing good. I wouldn't mind him honestly keeping him for another year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Nilakina, all those guys. Keep all those all the young guys. You know, get some of the vets out of here. Keep Taj. I keep Wayne Ellerton because that's RJ's vet. You know, and then we can get the ball rolling. But NBA is coming back, so we definitely gotta do this again. Yeah, for sure, man. Matter of fact, the first Knicks game, we could definitely do. We could definitely do this again, man. For sure. Uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch, right? Thank you, uh, Slizzy. This is Slizzy from the State of the New York Knicks podcast. Yes, uh, sir. You tell them where they can find you, or are, um, you on, are you everywhere right now? Yeah, man. Instagram, SNYK podcast. Uh, Twitter, State of the New Y1. Um, State of the New York Knicks podcast. Uh, Anchor app. Apple Podcasts, everywhere. I'm definitely going to upload this podcast on mine, too. But I appreciate you, brother, for allowing me to give you my voice, my opinion. Nick Nation, salute to y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. I can't wait for basketball to come back, bro. Same here, same here. (laughs) All right, so Lizzie, thank you, man. Have a good one. Anytime, man. I'm out of here. Peace. All right, peace.